<clears throat> this is a poem by Hafiz. Don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it run more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few human or even divine ingredients can. Something missing in my heart tonight has made my eyes so soft, my voice so tender, my need of love absolutely clear. When we come on retreat, when we pause, when we stop doing, when we stop running around, when we come to rest within ourselves, the conditions here being so supportive of that rest, we touch what's been there that we've perhaps known has been there, but we see it more clearly, more poignantly, more highlighted, perhaps more accurately. We sense, although we're all here together, practicing as a community, as a sangha, oftentimes we touch a kind of loneliness a kind of distress or despair, a feeling of not being enough within ourselves, of insecurity, of unworthiness. Perhaps not true for everyone here, certainly true for many. The silence encourages the seeing, the recognition, There's a kind of tenderness that we allow ourselves to touch. It admits sometimes painful and difficult feelings. Oftentimes we discover a depth of harshness towards ourselves, inwardly, criticizing, commenting, on and on and on. The opposite of mercy, mercy less when it comes to assessing, evaluating. Our practice helps us to be aware of what's been unconscious, not seen. And metta practice is a healing balm. It offers a way to meet the insecurities, the self-criticism, the sense of not being enough. Really as an antidote, as medicine for the heart. So in this time together, this 
session of sitting will be taking up the practice of metta or loving kindness. Greg used the word Brahmavahara this morning. Brahmavahara means divine abode or lovely home where we don't have to just visit accidentally every so often. We can train our hearts to live in the divine abodes of loving-kindness, compassion, joy, and an inner balance of heart. The divine abodes can be our fallback instead of our fallback when we're stressed or anxious or upset. Being fear irritation, distress. We can train our hearts so that our fallbacks are loving kindness, compassion, the capacity to meet pain with care instead of with pity or fear. Joy, inwardly, arising within the heart, equanimity, an inner balance, an inner steadiness in the midst of the ups and downs in the life of any human being. Today we'll focus on metta, oftentimes translated as loving-kindness, other times as a sense of goodwill, of friendliness. With all of the Brahma-Viharas, we begin with ourselves and then we expand out to other categories of beings. And it's quite odd to relate to others as categories. But I think that there's kind of a practicality in this, which is that we can say, I love all beings, or I aspire to love all beings. But then there's always someone, whether it's ourselves or someone else, that we can't really quite get to. And so these categories that we practice with eventually break down. Eventually the pronouns begin to dissolve of me and you and us and them, self and other. But it's useful, it's helpful, it's beneficial, and it's practical to take on different groups of people in our lives, to sense metta towards, until the pronouns break down on their own. And then we can authentically, perhaps, if we aspire to, We can authentically say, my aspiration is to embrace and love all beings in this world. So defining loving-kindness, defining metta, loving-kindness, goodwill, 
a depth of friendliness so that in beginning with ourselves, we develop a sense of friendship with whatever experience is occurring with our thoughts, with our emotions, with these bodies. Instead of hating our bodies, hating our emotions, resisting our thoughts, we learn how to befriend ourselves. We learn how to befriend the image that we have of ourselves. Of course, each one of us has inherent peacefulness within what is sometimes called Buddha nature. We're not sending metta to our Buddha nature because our Buddha nature doesn't need it. We are sensing metta towards our neuroses, shifting our relationship to the ways that we perceive ourselves. We're sensing metta towards our habits and our patterns, our obstructions, our obstacles, our skewed ways of relating to ourselves with less than unconditioned love. We're not ignoring or denying, pretending that there are no obstructions, that our hearts are not tormented at times. But we're holding, we're learning how to make space and hold whatever it is that arises, whatever it is that occurs, in a benign way, with an unconditioned acceptance, openness, tenderness, care, love. This kind of love that is called metta doesn't have strings attached. It's not saying I'll love myself after I become perfect, after everything in my life is going well, after everyone in my life starts behaving the way I want them to be, then I can love myself and others. Metta always happens now. Everything in practice has to do with the present moment, has to do with right now. So right now we are learning how to relate to our habits, our patterns, our obscurations, our torments of heart with less self-judgment, with less harshness, with less criticism. Another of the definitions of metta, so loving kindness, goodwill, being a friend to oneself, being a friend to others. Another definition is to stand near to. It's a very beautiful definition, to stand near to, to be close to. And this implies a kind of non-abandonment of ourselves. It means sticking with oneself through thick and thin, through times when 
We feel good through times when we feel terrible. Through times when there's just kind of a low-grade self-criticizing happening. Through times of shame and not enoughness. Non-abandonment is another definition of metta. Before we move into the practice of metta, mentioning just a, a few things to be aware of. Some practitioners love loving-kindness meditation. Others actually hate it. I know it sounds funny to hate metta, but if that applies to you, Many yogis have hated metta in the past, so not to feel alone in that. But there's reasons why when we have a problematic relationship to metta, this is so. One error, and I think this is probably the biggest, is when we expect ourselves to feel particular feelings. So we're sending ourselves love, sending others love, and we're feeling the opposite of love. And so we think that we're doing something wrong. But actually, this is a practice of intentionality, not on a feeling. Feelings arise, feelings pass away. Sometimes a very beautiful, strong feeling arises, and, and that just happens naturally, organically. But we're not striving for a feeling. We're not trying to force a feeling to arise. We are simply remembering intention from moment to moment as best we're able to. And we practice with the spirit of loving kindness. Another Error is something I mentioned a minute or two before, practicing metta with the idea of after. After this changes, after this goes away, instead of metta in the middle of, metta in the midst of. And so we want to stay quite present in our metta practice. Another error is when we feel dismayed when the opposite of metta arises, when we're practicing metta with sincerity, with as much dedication as is possible for us, but we feel sad, or we feel more lonely, or we feel really irritated, or whatever it might be. But everything that happens in a metta session is meditation. So it's not a problem. It's not an error. It's not a mistake. It's all material for developing more in love. So remembering this as well, if this happens to you. And maybe the last reason is trying to convince ourselves. You know, it's sounding kind of Pollyanna-ish. 
the phrases, which I'll introduce to those of you who don't know them in a moment. But it can sound like we are trying to convince ourselves of something that could not be true, is not realistic, is not possible. We're not trying to convince ourselves of anything. We are bringing our attention to the seed of loving-kindness within our hearts, having the confidence that it's there, at least in seed-like form. And then we're encouraging the seed of loving-kindness to grow and expand and mature and bloom. Ah, I thought of another error. (laughs) Another error is when we're trying to practice metta and we're in a lot of physical pain. It's not easy. It's not easy to do that. So I want to encourage you to stand if you need to at any point. Um, If it would help to move to a chair, move to a chair. When you feel physical pain, if you feel physical pain when we're practicing to err in the direction of moving rather than staying with, just please be aware of the difference between moving because of restlessness and moving because of physical pain. This is important because if you move because of restlessness, it will cause more restlessness and you'll just keep wanting to move and move and move. And it won't be very peaceful. It won't be very restful. That's quite different than experiencing pain, physical pain, and then consciously shifting your posture in whatever way you need to. So please take care of your body during this time of practicing loving-kindness meditation. The spirit of metta infusing this whole time of this sitting. Okay, that's my prelude for the moment. Let's um let's sit. I actually want to read Hafiz to you one more time. I love this poem. Don't surrender your loneliness so quickly. Let it cut more deep. Let it ferment and season you as few human or even divine ingredients can. Something missing in my heart tonight has made my eyes so soft, my voice so tender, my need of love absolutely clear. So once again, allowing the spine to be straight without being stiff or tight, contracted. Let the breathing be easygoing. Know that the breath knows what to do on its own. So simply allowing yourself to be breathed instead of trying to manage or control your breath right now. Relaxing your body 
face and shoulders, eyes, chest area, diaphragm. arms and hands, relax your belly, lower abdomen, pelvic area, aware of the sitting bones touching the cushion, touching the chair, bench, Relaxing the legs, the feet, the toes. Present within this room, present within yourself, present within this body just sitting here. And beginning to take a few moments to reflect on any reason why you might be grateful right now, any causes for gratitude, and they don't have to be big. They don't have to do with your daily life outside of here. They can be just the feeling of the breeze against your skin, the capacity to breathe right now. Anything, particular people in your life that you light up around when you think of them because of your gratitude and appreciation. Anyone you feel is a benefactor for you. Just taking a moment or two to experience any degree of gratitude and appreciation for people or circumstances in our lives. Go slow, be cautious. Simply whatever might bring delight, joy to your heart right now.
Please don't dwell on what's missing. Encouraging. Thoughts having to do with what is right now going well. Now beginning with some phrases that might bring some of your deepest aspirations for yourself to the surface. What could be called the heart wish? And some phrases might be, may I be safe and protected? May I be peaceful? May I be fully at ease. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I be fully at ease. May I be safe and protected. Means safe and protected from our own torments of heart and the consequences of acting them out. May I be peaceful, not after anxiety goes away, but right here and right now in the very midst of anxiety. May I be fully at ease, even though fatigue, irritation, restlessness, worry might be occurring. May I be fully at ease. as unconditional as you can be right now, without strings attached. Experiencing metta within your body, grounded within your body. Please feel free to put one of your hands or even both of your hands on your heart 
Sometimes it makes the metta more tangible, more real, more available. Take your time with each phrase and be in a stance of listening, of receptivity, instead of dictating one more thing to yourself. Just simply this intention, this heart wish, which all of us probably share. May I be safe and protected unconditionally. May I be peaceful. May I be fully at ease. If it helps you to add to each phrase as in May I be safe and protected, even in the midst of fear. May I be peaceful in the midst of non-peace. May I be fully at ease in the midst of anxiety. Whatever is helpful and beneficial for you, please feel free. But just the three Simple phrases are also enough. If you'd like to change the phrasing slightly, please feel free. If you have your own set of metta phrases that have become allies and friends to you, please use your own phrases. If you want to use just one word instead of the whole phrase, of course that's fine. But stay in there. Sustain the attention from moment to moment one moment at a time, one phrase at a time. Connected to your body.
Perhaps it helps to use your own name or to image yourself either now or at an earlier time. May I be safe and protected. May I be peaceful. May I be fully at ease. You might add a fourth phrase. Particularly beneficial for you. May I know my lovable nature. May I open my heart to all beings, including myself, without judgment and without fear. Any fourth phrase that connects with you. If you feel a sense of urgency and just too many words, taking a break and enjoying just sitting 
enjoying the silence in the room. And then when you're ready, picking it up again with care, with patience, relaxing your body, allowing for a porousness, a receptivity to your own deepest heart wishes. When you realize that the attention has wandered, you find yourself disconnected, seeing if you can accompany yourself back to the point of things right now with metta. In these last few minutes of the sitting, expanding, including yourself, 
not abandoning yourself and expanding metta towards the person to the right of you, to the left of you, in front of you, behind you. Letting it expand and infuse the very air around you. We'll end with one of my favorite readings by a wonderful monk named Mahagosananda called No Boundaries to Loving Kindness. He says, There is nothing more glorious than peace. When we stabilize our postures and calm our minds, we can realize peace within ourselves. Then we can radiate loving kindness to those around us, our family, our community, our nation, and the whole world. We can meditate like this. May I be peaceful. May I be safe and protected. May I be free from suffering. Why must we love ourselves first? Because peace begins with the individual. It is only by loving ourselves first that we are able to truly extend love to others. By protecting ourselves, we protect the whole world. By loving ourselves, we love the whole world. When we say, may I be happy, we are speaking for everyone. The whole world is one, life is one. We are all of the same Buddha nature. Loving kindness is a very powerful energy. It radiates to all beings without distinction. It radiates to our loved ones, to those toward whom we feel indifferent, and to the difficult people in our lives as well. There are no boundaries to loving-kindness. The Dharma, the truth of things, is bounded in loving-kindness. The Buddha saw the whole world with compassion, and so our aspirations for personal happiness naturally grows into an aspiration for everyone. May this whole world be happy and free from suffering. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be fully at ease.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.